Kostowski. I'm your host, Adam Eskimi. As always, my co-host, Mike Regan. Mike, how are you doing this morning? Just beautiful. I love that whenever we record two of our other three podcasts, you know, it's they're during the day. So you don't really ever text me unless you're going to be late or something's going on. But when we record in the morning, you always happen to text me and be like, jump in the chat. <laughs> Listen, Not man, tech- I know I know the different occurrences of, of when we wake up, all right? I'm an early yeah. morning person. I'm not. I think it's funny. Like this. Just jump to the chat. Just text you for no real reason. Not at all checking in to see if your dumbass is awake. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Got to make sure about that. Hey, Mike. Well, okay. I should I should introduce the podcast, right? Basky is the weekly town on the podcast where we talk about hockey and basketball. This week, leading things off with the NHL, talking the American Thanksgiving rule. Following that up, we're going to have Brendan back on the podcast to go through the winners or the, the real and fake of the Western Conference in the NBA. With that said, Mike, did you watch any of this Tampa Bay Carolina game last night? I did not. Tampa won eight to two, including five goals in the third period. Wow. Yeah, Carolina's yeah. off to a rough start this year. Some people would say that, yeah. A slow start. Yeah, somehow Michael Bunting got a star of the game. All right. Well, let's uh with that, let's hop into some actual hockey talk here. I have a quick note I wanted to make before we get into the play- the Thanksgiving stuff. Yeah, let me hear your note. Let's go. Uh, uh Mark Andre Fleury. Oh stick, yeah, for the for Mark Andre Fleury for being like, yeah, oh, fuck you, I'm wearing the helmet. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what uh what Mike's talking about here, the NHL this season said uh no custom equipment for special nights because they were too afraid of players who are homophobic being called out for it. So that included that for the Minnesota game that was for their National Native American Heritage Night, Mark Andre Fleury, who was married to a Native Canadian wanted to wear a special helmet. Now, Marc-Andre Fleury did not start in the game. He was told that he could not wear custom equipment. Wore it anyways during warm-ups. Yeah. Apparently, the league, because he was like, I'll just wear it and pay the fine. And then apparently, the league called Minnesota and was like, we'll fine you too. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah they, Mar- the league said that they were going to dole out a significant fine to Minnesota. But guess what? Marc-Andre Fleury still fucking did it. Yeah. Good for him. And I, I bet like- you the league doesn't fine him. Probably not. Because it looked terrible. Imagine being the NHL yeah. and going, hey, we're finding you for supporting your native Canadian wife. Right? I feel if they're worried about people wearing custom stuff to support causes or you know certain communities, and they're worried about people being offended, I feel like the people who would be offended are not people I really give a shit about offending. <laughs> No, but the problem is that that's just a bunch of NHL and former NHL players are racist and homophobic. Wow. So that's who they're worried about offending is themselves. Fucking Gary Bettman. I wanted to try to be funny and be like really calling out blank player with an amazing reputation who was a good guy. Couldn't, couldn't grab a funny one. All right. So for those of you who don't know what the American Thanksgiving Day rule is, it is a trend. In the NHL, where 75% of teams that are in the playoff come American Thanksgiving, make the playoffs come the end of the year. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that, but a big reason is the loser point. It is hard to make up ground in this league because if a team is consistently good enough to be in games and can score six on five goals and get it to overtime, they are guaranteed to make a point every single time. It's not really relevant to the conversation to bring up the loser point, but uh, fucking loser point, man. You know what makes the NFL so much fun? 
is that come week 10, a team that's four games out of the playoffs can still make it. Come American Thanksgiving, 25% is the most you can hope for who are out of the playoffs to make it. Yeah, I think the NFL should play only two minutes of overtime, and then teams have to go back and forth trying to complete 20-yard passes. Whoever completes more gets a, a, a half a win. Yeah, and Let's if you make that. it into overtime, you get a half win regardless. Yeah. Now, loser points dumb. Loser points dumb as hell. All right, with that out of the way, our weekly segment where we bash on the loser point. You know what, Mike? I say we do that every week. I say we just pencil in talking shit about the loser point every week until Bettman, the coward that he is, comes on the show and defends it. I'm going to get a custom-made goalie helmet that says fuck the loser point, and I'm going to wear it. You can't stop me. I love the idea of you at your job where you have to wear like a clean suit and everything with just a, a helmet jammed on underneath. Mike, what are you doing? Making a statement, goddammit. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. So I figured the way we'll do this, we'll go through the teams that are currently in the playoffs, conference by conference, the teams that are out, and try to figure out who is going to be in and who is going to be out come the end of the season. Sound like a plan to you there, Mike? Yeah. So we'll start in the East. Actually, you know what? I'll let you pick. You want to start East or West? You already said East. Let's do that. Let's just so we'll start in the fine. West? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> okay. So starting in the East. Currently in the playoffs from the Atlantic, Boston, 31 points, 816 points percentage. Florida, 25 points, 658 points percentage. Tampa Bay, 25 points, 595 points percentage, including, by the way, just to bring it back up again, five loser points. From the Metro, New York Rangers, 29 points, 806 points percentage. The Washington Capitals, 22 points, 647 points percentage. And the Carolina Hurricanes, 579 points percentage, 22 points. In the wild card right now, we have Toronto at 23 points with a 639 points percentage and Detroit at 23 points with a 605 points percentage. Mike, before we go any further, you have any thoughts on the current playoff picture in the East? Yeah, well, right off the bat, I'll, just, <clears throat> I'll say it. The Washington Capitals are not making the playoffs, people. <laughs> Second in the Metro? You don't think they're, they're making it? They're not making the playoffs. Wow. That is Bold. Ridiculous. Bold take from Mike. Is it no though? Nicholas Backstrom Ewing theory from you? No. No Nicholas Backstrom Ewing theory. Teams with a negative goal differential don't make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Carolina does have a slightly negative one, but their roster is way better than Washington's. Also, tell that to the Florida Panthers last year. Didn't they have a negative goal differential and make the final? No. You didn't seem that, confident in that. You, well, that, you seemed very I was unconfident. Just, I was just figuring now that I, like, you know, said they didn't, I'm pretty sure if we went back and checked, they would. Yeah. So currently outside the playoffs, but on the bubble. Philly, 21 points, 525 points percentage. Buffalo, 20 points, 500. And Montreal, 20 points, true 500. So those are the, the teams on the bubble right now. So if you say 75% of teams make the playoffs, if they are in the playoffs by American Thanksgiving. That means right now, what's 75% of eight? Four goes into eight twice. It's, so it's, it's six. It. Thank you. <laughs> so the two wildcard teams are at risk, but you can also throw Carolina into that mix and Tampa Bay. Mike, who do you see from the East falling out? You have Washington. Like Washington falls out. I think Detroit falls out. There's your 25% right there. That's all you got? You think Tampa's good now? Now they got Vasilevsky back? I, I don't know. I definitely don't think they're top three in the division good. 
like by the end of the year, Toronto will overtake them probably and take that three spot in the yeah they Atlantic. they passed Toronto to take the three spot yesterday after dropping an eight to two bomb on Carolina. Okay. While Toronto yeah, didn't I, play. Right. So then, like, also in the Metro, there's the Devil situation. Yeah, so I have them under alarm bells right now. A lot mm-hmm. currently, New Jersey Devils, 17 points, 472 points percentage. Jack Hughes, you could say injury really hurt them, but he's been back the last two games. They lost both. They've lost three straight games. Mm-hmm. Kind of getting alarm bells. Oh, I'm sorry. By the way, yesterday I said that uh, Tampa overtook Toronto because Tampa played and Toronto didn't. Toronto did play. They lost four three to Chicago. And in a point in the same vein to that. While it's not a big factor right now, it comes into play obviously down the stretch. Tampa Bay has played more games than any, well, except for the Blue Jackets, but they're not really in the conversation. Like they played three more games than, than Toronto, so. So yeah, they have, they have three games in hand, and are are barely grasping on to the third spot in the Atlantic right now. So I, I agree with you. I think that they definitely drop into the wild card at the very least. Can you see them dropping out? It's going to be hard now that they've gotten one of the best goalies in the league back in the building, though. But is he? Is he one of the best goalies in the league? Nine seventeen in his return game. Pretty good, you know. What, what is Vasky? What is Vasky? Thirty eight now. Uh, I think he's fifty one. I think he's fifty one. Yeah. Just to continue pointing out how twenty nine. There you go. <laughs> is he really? Is he fucking really? <laughs> well, Jesus Christ, man! I was just about to be like. You know, we're talking all this shit, but Nikita Kucherov has 35 points right now. But I think more shocking than Nikita Kucherov having 35 points is Vasilevsky is only 29 years old. What, is he LeBron James? Did he go into the NHL when he was 17? No, he's just... Well, I mean, yeah, he got drafted when he was like 18, but... I think... I feel like Tampa Bay is just... It's not even like he's going to turn... 30 this season. He just turned 29 in July. Yeah, he's younger than me. Older than me. Get fucked, both of you. I, I still think Tampa Bay has like scoring. Do you want to go back to my, my Kucherev stats I just named there? Lukash. It's scoring like in a depth position, like down the roster. Like they got who you'd expect at the top of their, their scoring list. Cooch, Point, and Stamkos. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm definitely worried about their depth in the forward position. I actually really like their blue line, though, and they have all those guys locked down forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I know some people weren't, weren't big on the contracts, and I understand that, but having, like, Eric Chernak and uh, Mikhail, Mikhail Sergachev locked in for eight years, kind of sick. Kind of sick when you think about it. Yeah, that was, like, an un, like a, not as talked about part of their like dominant run in the east because obviously all the headlines go to Vassy, Stamkos and company but a big part of it was they had like depth down the blue line and had a good blue line <laughs> like majority of Stanley Cup winning teams yeah and I do still think they have some depth like I, I like Nick Paul um I like Tanner Janot. you know Anthony Storelli is a solid center not not great, but solid. I know. Like what they got. You, I mean, like you got Stamkos and Braden Point holding down your top two lines. I thought they overpaid someone this offseason. I thought it was Janot, but... Oh, no, I think they overpaid in the trade for him. 
That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, they they traded a lot for Janae. Mm-hmm. I am I am a Nick Paul guy. I will say that. So getting uh getting off Tampa Bay and going back to just the East in general here. Can you see any any way New Jersey makes the playoffs at this point? They're right now, they're five points out of the playoffs. I remember Six. hearing a stat that the biggest comeback in history post Thanksgiving to make the playoffs was six points. Yeah, they're six points out according to standings I have pulled up. Uh, they have seventeen points. Isn't the last wild card place twenty three points? That would be six points. You're correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You said that with confidence, so my brain, I was like, have I been doing math wrong my entire life? That's always my secret. Be dumb, but confidently. Yeah. So, yeah. Do do you see any world in which they're able to come back and make the playoffs here? I don't count them out because they are, they're a talented team. They're a young team. Once they get healthy, it's not out of the realm of the possibility they go on, like, a nice little run to get back into it. For them to make it, though. You would have to take all, like, a ton of other teams out of contention. Like, you would basically have to take all three of the other teams not in the playoffs currently out of contention. What? Like, Philly, Buffalo, Montreal would have to not make the playoffs for for New Jersey to make it. Because New Jersey would have to leap all three of them, as well as at least one wildcard team. Well, I do think it's fair to say that two of those three you just named will probably be out of the way. We can safely say that, right? Like Philadelphia, Montreal. I think all three of them will be out. I don't think it, any of them have any chance of making the playoffs. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> hey, when's, uh, when's Tage Thompson come back? Um, like the original prognosis was it was going to be like shy of a couple months. So he's still got some, some time to go. But Jack Quinn was on the ice doing some basic skills. Uh, basic skills. Basic skills. <laughs> basic um, <laughs> drills. Is that what you're trying? Thank to- you. Thank you. It's a basic shooting and skating drills. As he comes back from his Achilles injury, Zach Benson staying in the NHL. Yeah, Zach see- Benson's been good for them. Yeah, did you see his highlight reel gro- goal the other night? Uh, which goal was it? He decided to go between the legs. He was coming across the front of the net. Yeah, went, went back between his legs, pops it over the goalie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Zach Benson, Connor Bedard, who you don't really see. I mean, Benson's bigger. You don't really see a difference when they, when they play. <laughs> this is full on like Wimby versus Chet now, right? Benson <laughs> yeah. versus uh, Bedard. No, because Chet and Wimby's numbers are in the same realm. <laughs> but no, Benson. You tell me Zach Benson great. hasn't had a four point game yet. <laughs> he has not. I think. And I'll, I'll cut myself off quick because obviously I have a bad habit of just going droning on and on about my teams. But I what, think that's you? Bu- no I think as Buffalo gets healthy and the scoring finally gets back to where it was last year, we'll be in the playoff mix late in the year. I see no reason why not. Uh, right now, you can you can still get Bedard at minus one fifty to win the Calder. By the way, really? Yeah, I'm putting a G on that. Right, it's 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 one of those bets where it's like, why would you not make that? Like the only way you lose that bet is if Bedard gets a season-ending injury. Yeah, and even then, would would betting apps give you your principal back there? Or? No. Okay. That's, wonder... that's that's what makes futures risky, especially betting yeah. overs, because you just get fucking screwed if there's an injury. Okay. Okay. Listen. 
DraftKings, when I was trying to look up odds and I clicked on hockey, I don't care about the Sweden Hockey League. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christo. The man, the myth, the legend. Jesus Christo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, so let's uh, let's go through these bottom-of-the-standings teams here. Uh, Philly, Buffalo, Montreal. One, two, three, or zero of them make the playoffs. One of them makes the playoffs. Montreal? Buffalo gets in. To bounce back one second, I don't think the Islanders are a lock to stay in. They could also drop out. Islanders aren't in right now. Oh, that's right. I mean, they could fall out of the way. Of New Jersey? Yeah, like a Buffalo and a New Jersey as they try to move up the rankings. Where are they in the standings for right now? Because I have them. I don't even have them in the, the top three outside of the playoffs. They are. They have 21 points, so they're actually... Okay, they're they, ahead of Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. The Islanders haven't looked very good. I don't know how they manage. How many loser points do they have? I think they only have... They have five loser points. Yeah. Yikes. I don't know how much Islanders you've watched, but... Because I go to bed super early, I end up watching a lot of East Coast hockey. And it's just like fucking boring, low-event hockey whenever they're on the ice. Well, that's the Islanders' brand. But it wasn't supposed to be. I mean, they, they trade for fucking Bo Horvat. Yeah, but it always ends up the Islanders' brand. I mean... It's like a curse. Not, how their team is built, with the exception of Bo Horvat and, like, what, Brock Nelson? Do you think Brock Nelson's a real high event player there, Mike? <laughs> I mean, he's leading um, their team in goals and points. Is he really? Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking Matt Barzell when I think of the other high event guy on the team, but... That, that one makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I guess. They both start with the B. Nelson too. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think that they, they stay in competition there. I mean, you just kind of look at their team and who really hops off the page there outside of Sebastian Ajo before you remember it's the other Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, you'll have to get... Like, Sorokin will have to go Vesna mode again to get them there. And he's not quite there right now. Yeah, he has... Trying to look up. Like, he has, like, league average goaling stats. He has a, yeah, a 909. Yeah. 3.21. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him staying in it. They have won their last two. So that's probably significantly boosted their odds. And then before that, they're... they're game against Vancouver was an overtime so in their last three games they have almost all available points they have five points out of six possible that's probably significantly increased uh their numbers there but they don't get to play Philly Calgary Vancouver every single day so I agree I don't I don't see them staying in competition with the other teams I also don't think Montreal or Philly do you know I like to give you shit about Buffalo because it's fun oh wow I said that you don't get to play Philadelphia and Calgary every day. Their next game is against Philadelphia. So that you do get to play Philadelphia every day sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't see Montreal and, and Philly really staying in there. They, they aren't very good. They just had like weird hot starts to the season. Mm -hmm. I think if you were to rank those three teams that are just outside the playoffs that I have written down, Philly, Bu Buffalo, and Montreal, I think it's easily Buffalo number one, Philly two, Montreal three. So we'll probably see a pretty significant dip from those bottom two teams. Well, I don't, I don't know, because one thing to factor in with the Islanders is there was that game, like, what, a week and a half ago? They were on a seven-game losing streak where the fans were calling for the head of their coach, Lane Lambert, and, like, booing him and chanting and shit. And if you remember, that happened last year in New Jersey, and then they became world beaters. 
Yeah, they went on what, like a twelve-game win streak after that, or something. What was their winning? What was New Jersey's winning streak after they started chanting "Fire Rough"? I think I know it was over ten. Like they yeah. went on some crazy win streak, and but then again, there's a fat, there's a chance that Islanders fans collectively did that on purpose to reverse jinx the team, and then it's not organic, and then it won't work. Well, it's working so far. Maybe <laughs> like the Islanders last night or some shit. They won three straight. The Islanders beat the Islanders. Oh, I meant to, I meant to say the Flyers. I don't. Then again, Ottawa. I'm not going to beat Ottawa last night. Ottawa, thank you. I'm not going to comment anymore on the Islanders because last year, every year, I feel like I shit on them. I'm like they're boring, and like no one wants. Like, I have no desire to watch them. They don't have the offensive power to get there, and then they somehow like last year squeak in. Yeah, I, I last last night I'll have on them. They lose to every single good opponent they play, though. Yeah. Like, New Jersey, loss. At Buffalo, loss. Colorado, loss. Detroit, loss. Carolina, loss. Boston, loss. Edmonton, well, I don't know if Edmonton's a good appointment. Vancouver, loss. Seattle, who's not even that good of an opponent, still loss. It's just, they've, they've had a very easy schedule to start the year, too. I think that we probably see that even out. I mean, like, they have a, a homestand coming up soon where they play Los Angeles, Toronto, and Boston. So they're basically... Their path is by feeding on the, the troglodytes of the Eastern Conference. And you, you popped yourself by saying troglodytes. I saw like a half smirk after that. I did. Uh, and the East, I think, is kind of like com- compressed and tough this year. So I don't think that can get you into the playoffs. I think the Metro is real compressed and tough this year. I mean, you look like, do you have the stains in front of you right now? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between in points between the second the the Capitals right now the two seed in the Metro and like the fourth or fifth seed in the in the Metro? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's only one point. Washington's yeah. at twenty two, and then the Islanders and Philly are at twenty one. Hell, even the like Pittsburgh's only four back. I mean, it's not it won't happen, but even the Blue Jackets are. Technically, they're only six points back. Like they're at, they're at sixteen points compared to. I, there's like a disparate difference in the Atlantic because Boston is on this nonsensical beginning of the year that is not how it was supposed to happen. Damn it! Even the Atlantic, there's there's it, like between the the two seed and the the four seed or whatever, it still at least is five points, or the two seed and the five seed. It's five points. Like that's. There's a bigger gap there between the top end and the bottom end of the uh, the conference. Yeah, between the, the two and the six, it's a five-point difference. And yeah. then between the one and the two, it's a uh, six-point. But Boston has to slow down eventually, right? Yeah, that's we've, we keep hitting this on, on all the shows where we talk about Boston. The underlying numbers aren't great. Yeah. Like, their PDO's high as hell. Their shooting percentage is high as hell. Their expected goals are way out of whack with their actual goals. I know. I mean, it, it got Seattle in the playoffs last year. Florida's, I was going to say it got Florida, but Florida had really good underlying numbers and bad results. It was like the opposite of, of Boston. Right now, I, and we'll, we'll make our picks for, for who's in the playoffs and who's out in the East here in a second. But right now, if you had to guess who represents the East in the cup final, who would you guess? Buffalo's, no. <laughs> 
in my fandom heart of hearts, I believe it's possible. But on a serious note, I won't. We'll not say that. I think. No, I'm. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sign off on Boston. Carolina gets it to. Ah, oh, this is tough. This is not an easy question you've proposed to me. I don't know. Boston, New York would be a dope conference final. Yeah, that's. Like, I. I think the. I think the Rangers have looked really good. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, I shit on them in the offseason. Did you? Yeah. Like every team, Boston crapped on them. Rangers crapped on them. Florida, I said, wouldn't have as good of a year. They're hanging around. Uh, I think those are all the ones that are on public record. Carolina, I said, would just dog walk the East. It's not, not, my priors aren't looking good, man. What, is there any way that Rod Brindamore gets fired at any point? Or do you think ownership's too afraid because he could punch a hole through him? No, yeah. No, I think he would just like bat his eyes at them and they'd be like, Girl, Rod Brindamore. <laughs> he's so pretty. It's outrageous. It is outrageous how pretty that man is. He's the NHL Bonnie McMurray. Every time he walks in a room, people are like, Rod <laughs> Brindamore. <laughs> like, if him and Henrik Lundqvist are ever in the same room in a city, I think that like six out of every 10 women get pregnant. I don't see any way Brindamore could get fired because he's been very successful for them. And not like one bad season couldn't get him fired. Cause not only has he been successful, you have to weigh like what you're dealing with. Like how many coaches are we going to find better than Rod Brindamore if we make the move? Yeah. Um, the guy who quotes for Florida in the Blackhawk sex scandal thing. Joe Quinville. There you go. I always want to call him Quinn Snyder. Cause I watch too much basketball. Yeah. All right, Mike, let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and make our picks here. Give me what teams currently in the playoffs stay in the playoffs. Stay in the playoffs? Stay will, in the playoffs. So I will say, because they're on such a hot start, it would take a wild collapse, and they got one of the most talented offensive players in the entire league and, and passed it. Uh, so Why Boston. Come around on that nickname. <laughs> no. Uh, Boston stays in. I mean, I'm not going to bet against the Rhino, Sam Reinhardt. Florida's staying in. Rangers are staying in. Carolina is. Tampa? You know what? I just, I guess I can't bet against the Lightning. You know, it's one of those teams that have so many veterans who have accomplished so much that you're like, yeah, these guys are wildly veterans. You know, this, they know how to win games. Uh, how can we not do a podcast without doing a Collinsworth? <laughs> not even on a hockey and basketball podcast. Uh, so I'll say they, you know what? I'll be, I'll go ahead and say it's done. It's over. They're out of the playoffs by the end. So I got four of the division one staying in. I got Toronto staying in as well. I'm saying so Washington. You, Washington. I'm guessing you're going to have Toronto moving up into that top three area. Yeah, they'll take the three. And then I have Tampa Bay, Washington, and I take it back. Tampa Bay's making it. Vassy's going to go crazy yeah. once he gets going. I take it back. I do think they're they're a wild card team, though. So I'll say Washington and Detroit are the two out teams. Okay. And who do you have taken their spots? Buffalo. Okay. And does Buffalo... Buffalo wouldn't be able to sneak into that top three, right? That's not what you're saying. No, I don't think so. Even if we get healthy and get hot, we would need... 
UPL looked good last night, but we would just need more consistent play in net for that to even be plausible. So you would have um, Buffalo and Tampa Bay as the wild cards. Yeah. We'll know okay. that. Oh yeah, that's that's correct. And then taking So who who sneaks into the Metro spot then? That you're taking uh the caps out. Your options are Islanders, Flyers, Penguins, Devils, Blue Jackets. Tell you right now. I'm still believing in the Devils. There's a, there's a run ready to happen once this team gets gets healthy and gets rolling. Akira Schmid starts posting a point a point five or sorry point zero five goals against average. So you're going uh you're going full Patrick Warburton on this one. <laughs> the jacket, baby. <laughs> I gotta get one of those jackets. Akira Schmid has played nearly half the games as Vitek Vanacek and. Is not playing well this season. Neither is Vanacek. So the goaltending is a big concern in, in New Jersey. Goaltending has been a big concern, but also the defense hasn't been great, which is part of that, obviously. Yeah. All right, so you're, but your <clears throat> final standings, according to you, you're going Boston, Florida, Toronto to come out of the Atlantic, New York, Carolina, New Jersey to come out of the Metro, and then your wild card is Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Buffalo and Tampa Bay, but yeah. I guess the order doesn't matter. I I honestly think that the standings in the East are, are pretty accurate right now. Uh, I'm going to go almost entirely chalk with them. I think we see, like you said, Boston, Florida, Toronto in the Metro, New Jersey, Carolina. Um, God. Yeah, I'm prone to agree with you that I don't know if Washington stays in there. I also don't think New Jersey can really make up that deficit. So I guess by default, I have to go like Islanders, Flyers, Penguins. Fuck. Maybe Washington does stay in. Maybe it's Boston, Florida, Toronto, New York, Carolina, Washington, Tampa, Buffalo. Oh, man. I think I, I'm sorry, Mike. I think I got to go to Tampa, Detroit. I, I think that we see I think we see all eight teams stay in. What's Detroit's, your... yeah, Detroit's got three points on the Sabres right now. You're completely cat built. Yeah, that's what this is. You're completely cat billed by Alex Debrinket. It's disgusting. Well, you know me. I I love short players. I love players that are small. That's what I've always said. Yeah. All right, Mike. So those are our Eastern Conference picks. Let's uh let's move over to the West, where you can feel free to correct me if I have things messed up here again. Probably. I think I have these updated correctly, so we'll see. But what I have right now in the Central. Number one seed, Dallas Stars, 26 points, 684 points percentage. Colorado, I almost called them the Rockies. Colorado Avalanche, 26 points, 684 points percentage. Winnipeg, 26 points, 684 points percentage. Isn't that fun? All three of them, 684? Yeah, the only thing is Colorado gets the, the tiebreaker based on... Yeah, they, they have more regulation wins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I wrote this initially a couple of days ago and then just had to update as I was going. Didn't feel like reorienting it because they're all at the same points. But yeah, Colorado currently has the one seed because Dallas and Winnipeg each have two loser points and Colorado has zero. Winnipeg won five straight, by the way. Yeah, there's another team I have just did nothing but shit on and called basically idiots in the offseason. In the Pacific, the Vegas Golden Knights, 30 points, 750 points percentage. Vancouver Canucks, town alone zone, Vancouver Canucks. 29 points, 690 points percentage, and the Los Angeles Kings, 27 points, 750 points percentage. Currently staying in the wild card, St. Louis Blues, 21 points, 553 points percentage, and the Seattle Kraken, who Mike also shit on, 21 points, 
True 500, although five loser points, so not great there. Mike, any thoughts on the current playoff picture in the West? I guess you're being sarcastic because in the future pod, I took Seattle to make the playoffs. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Our, you know what? Our future bets in the West are looking pretty good. I don't think either one of us did shit with Edmonton, did we? No, Edmonton's one thing I was right on. I didn't say it would be this bad, but I did. I did call on them. But, I mean, they've got five, what, five more wins since Craycroft left town? Four or Three. five? Three more wins? Oh, okay. Craycroft? Raycroft. I said Raycroft. It's uh, uh, Jay Woodcroft. Oh, yeah. Who's Raycroft? I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, uh, we we can think... talk more about this in a second here, but I will just point out. Yeah, three and three since the coaching change. They've only won one of their last four games, Edmonton. No, Connor McDavid looks fucking miserable, bro. We'll, we'll talk about them in a second. Let's talk about, let's okay. talk about the actual... We spend enough time talking about Edmonton. We'll get there. Don't worry. Let's talk about the actual playoff picture. Once again, Dallas, Colorado, Winnipeg, Vegas, Vancouver, Los Angeles, St. Louis, Seattle is your current playoff picture in the West. Seattle, or not, pardon me. St. Louis ain't making the playoffs. You don't believe in the Andrew Burnett comeback? The man got Florida into the playoffs, and they didn't keep him on as head coach? I repeat. (laughs) The St. Louis Blues are not making the playoffs. They are know, maybe, such... maybe Andrew Burnett is just the best coach in the NHL. Is that possible? I, I'm going to go ahead and say no. It's not possible. And they got, uh, is... they got fucking what's-his-face as the GM. Oh, wait. That's Nashville. Never mind. Never mind. Are oh, you talking about uh, thinking of Barry, Barry Trotz? Yeah, Barry Trotz. Well, uh, he's not the best coach. His name's not John Cooper. So not the best coach in the NHL, unfortunately. Yeah, I think the St. Louis Blue, Blues team is so middling. Like, I just can't see him making the playoffs. 553 right now? Yeah. Um, Offensively, they're... Also, Mike Babcock is the... Or Craig Berube is the the coach in um, St. Louis. I don't know why... Am I just confusing St. Louis and Nashville entirely? Is Andrew Burnett the coach in Nashville? I think St. Louis is... Craig Berube. Is Missouri Missouri close to Tennessee? Uh, All those states are the same, so basically. Right. Not weird, like... Midwest Southern area. Yeah, the Midwest um, Southern area. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this team, Ryan Thomas is having a great year, but how much like, real offense do they have behind him? Unless you're yeah, a beach guy. You think they are going to get, you, they should reside Tarasenko. That should be the team that brings him on. Like they should have brought, like, done the little loan him out for ha- like half a season, then resign yeah. him. Bring him back. Don't pay him a ton of money. Just let, like, put him on your third line and let him rack up goals, man. That'd be so much fun. That's that's what he's doing right now for Ottawa. So I definitely think St. Louis is one of the top teams to fall out of this thing. Other do than you that, think, do you think the teams that are currently in true playoff positions, not wild card, those six might just be locked in, right? You see Ve- Vegas, Vancouver, or Los Angeles falling out of that. Like, the only case you can make is Vancouver, so, right? Because they're, they're just a PDO-happy team right now. Yeah, so as you were going through the standings, I was kind of looking at them, following along with your presentation. I appreciate it. Yeah, there's teams here that I'm not crazy about. I'm like, ah, I could see them falling out. I could see them falling out. But then you look at the teams behind them, and it's like, well, I can't see them getting in. <laughs> like, basically any of them. Yeah, I mean, you like, the, the fall-off between 
the Kings and the Kraken in the Pacific. More than being six points, right? It's a six-point difference between third place in the Pacific and the top wildcard seed in the Pacific. Beyond that, it just feels like a significant play difference. Which, by the way, I will point out, not only is the fall-off between the Kings and the Kraken six points, it's six points, and the Kraken have three games in hand over the Kings. Yeah. I love the Kings so much. I fucking love the Kings. It's too bad they're West Coast, man. I, only, I can only catch their games every once in a while. But, man, do I love the, this Kings team. This, it might be... It might be the second best team in hockey this season behind the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, and I, I mentioned it the last couple of weeks, I think, when I, when we talked about them where... Well, not last week, because last week we talked about the Atlantic, so that'd be weird. But when we talked about the, the Pacific, they're just a statistical spot-on team. This, yeah. is your, this is your expected. This is your performance. They're both good. Yeah, they currently are sitting at 56.77 expected goals. Their actual goal percent, 58.75. They're like just you're, so... you're not going to quibble over 2% on a goal percentage as being outlier shit. No. And then on top of that, Cam Talbot having a I ain't dead yet kind of year. Yeah, which makes you wonder. If Cam Talbot starts to fall off, their backup, Phoenix Copley, was the guy that fucking came on last year. Yeah, and also you shouldn't... I'm not saying we shouldn't be surprised because Cam Talbot is 36, but we've seen... It's not crazy to see older goaltenders have like that last crazy season where they just return to their their peak form. But Andre Fleury's last uh, Vezina season, yeah, when, he was when in Vegas, yeah, he had like a couple of Vegas years there. Where I was like, oh, the flower. I don't know why I want to do that Irish. The flower. <laughs> Look at the flower bloom in the net. Uh, <laughs> and just keep in mind, he was on Minnesota last year. Minnesota's not a good hockey team. No, they're not. We'll, we'll we'll talk about them in a second. I have them under yeah. alarm bells. Yeah, and, and similarly in the Central, it's hard to pick teams that are going to be able to jump up into those top three because the Central, the fall-off between the Stars and the, the next seed in the Central, which is the Blues, is five points. And is there anyone else in the Central that you really think is going to jump into that top three? Is, is the Central the most boring league or division in the NHL? Like it's, Once you get past Colorado and Dallas? I like Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, here's the thing. The Coyotes and Blackhawks are fun, but not good. Mm -hmm. So there's there's that to be had. The Predators, as we've been talking about, Andrew Burnett. <laughs> Stop. He's a good coach, don't get me wrong, but... All right, well, since, since at this point we're talking about teams that are outside the playoffs after we've sufficiently uh, blown the so Kings and haven't said a word about the Golden Knights... Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I pulled up the Jets, like on ESPN, I clicked on them to look at something real quick, and the like top thing, their top story, has a picture of their bench during a game, and Rick Bonus, it just had, the head coach, just has the most goofy smile on his face, which I think really lines up with the fact that he somehow has this team as the second seed in, in the division right now. Yeah, it, it's the, beautiful. I mean, even Winnipeg, Winnipeg looks like another team that's ripe for regression, Uh, 60.81 goal percent expected goal percent 50.64 so that's a, a 10 percent difference that's pretty significant 52.7 Corsi 53.12 Finwick so they they look like a team that's ripe for some regression but even if they have like a pr they get hit pretty hard by regression there they're still without a game in hand they're still five points ahead of the wild card race and like we said the biggest comeback in NHL history to make the playoffs post-American Thanksgiving was six points
yeah, I think I think Winnipeg's at the top. I want to say they're top of my list. One of the teams at the top of my list to be like, oh, they're they're gonna fall out. But once I said that, the teams chasing them aren't aren't that hot. Speaking of how you're like, we haven't mentioned the Knights yet. We haven't mentioned the Colorado Avalanche yet. Yeah, the the two teams <laughs> that might be the best teams in the West. You know what? The West playoffs are gonna be just so much fucking fun, man. Like yeah. Dallas, Colorado, Vegas, and L.A. Even like throw Vancouver in that conversation. Those five teams are going to be awesome in the playoffs. Just fucking awesome. I don't have, I'd have to pull up the numbers and look at it, but was New Jersey like a high PDO team last year? Oh, I can, I can pull it up real quick. New Jersey, uh, uh, slightly above average, not outrageously high. 100.27 last season. That was good. I was going to try to make like a Canucks Devils comparison. But there is No, the Devils there. were just like good. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes it hard. Are the are the Canucks a significantly high PDO team? Let's see. Oh yeah, lead the league 104.37. Should have seen yeah, that I mean, coming. I mean that's the whole thing about the Canucks. Literally every person who isn't a 200-foot hockey man and takes analytics into account is like, "Nah, regression. Regression." <laughs> see, I prefer to close my eyes to the regression and instead go Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes. Alder Trophy candidate. Once again, not the Calder Trophy. Stop doing <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. Norris. He's a Norris, Norris Trophy candidate. Trophy candidate. That is the second week in a row. I think I've done that. Okay, we gotta we gotta we gotta pick up pace a little bit here. Uh let's out of the playoffs right now, but closest to making it in. Calgary at 19 points, 447 points percentage. Nashville, 18 points, 474 points percentage. Andrew Burnett All-Stars, one four straight. Arizona, 18 points, 474 points percentage. Anaheim, 18 points, 470 points percentage. Uh, Anaheim's lost five straight. Not great for them. Alarm bells in the Western Conference. Minnesota, 14 points, 389 points percentage. They've lost six straight. Kirill Kaprizov only has two goals in their last five games. And then the other team, alarm bells, big time alarm bells, big time we can't stop talking about them on the show. Edmonton Oilers, 13 points, 342 points percentage. They've won one of their last four. They're three and three since the coaching change. And they've allowed 17 goals in their last four games, including their game last night in which they shut out the Washington Capitals. They have a shutout in that four-game spread, but still have allowed 17 goals in four games. I feel like Edmonton shutting out Washington is a big boom for my Washington is making the playoffs argument. (laughs) But yeah, among those teams, quick note, the Ducks, at least, are like, hey, come watch some of our fun young players. Leo Carlson, Mason McTavish, tearing it up this year. Frank Vetrano is not a young guy. That's so fucking weird. Um, Troy Terry having a decent season, and then Jesus Zegras. Uh, yeah, Jesus Zegras. Jesus Zegras. Uh, Minnesota, like I said, they're just like, come watch Kaprizov. I know Zuccarello is leading the team in points, which is kind of funny, but yeah, come watch Kaprizov. He's a fun guy, but they just are not a good team this year. Um, And then the aforementioned Edmonton Oilers. I just, if you are a person who got sucked into the good vibes of like Florida, the Devils last year, you are so, like you are staying away from Edmonton. Like if you were at an Edmonton game, you would, leave halfway through because the vibes are so bad (laughs) you just couldn't take it it would be depressing you how bad the vibes are there this is a team that despite winning going three and three in their last six is headed for i think 
a full-on implosion? It's unlikely. But I'm not counting it out that McDavid tells his agent, talk to the team, get me the fuck out of here. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, wouldn't blame him too much for that. Uh, since you blew Anaheim, I do just want to take a second and blow Arizona I, a little bit. I blew Mason McTavish. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Fucking name dropping over here. Uh, just take a second. Talk about Arizona, where Clayton Keller and Logan Cooley have just been tons of fun this season. Yeah, Those, those guys are, are going to be a lot of fun to watch in Arizona for, for years to come. You know, it's a weird mix on this team of young guys and old guys, some of which are working, some of which are not. But if you walk into the season with Clayton Keller and Logan Cooley, that's enough reason for me to, to sit down and watch. They, they're getting, like, mixed results in goaltending. They've basically split time evenly between Connor Ingram and uh, Vimelka. And Vimelka hasn't having the same season he had last year. But once again, you got a young guy in Vimelka who could come on and be a really good goaltender. I think this Arizona team a few years from now is going to be super fun. Yeah, they're going to have a, high, a lot of high draft picks stacked up. And I agree. Like Last year when you looked at their roster, you are like, oh, Clayton Keller, I like him. Nick Schmaltz, who's also high up on their, has been one of their better scorers. You're like, oh, yeah, I like Nick Schmaltz, I like Clayton Keller. And then obviously, Austin Krause, yeah. Also, oh, yeah. Also, if you were a, like a more frequent NHL fan who knows the name of prospects you're like oh yeah Logan Cooley that kid's gonna be a lot of fun when he comes up so it, it tracks with who's making this fun this team worth watching all right Mike let's go ahead and talk who's in who's out here so once again to run down currently in the playoff picture Dallas Colorado Winnipeg Vegas Vancouver Los Angeles St. Louis Seattle I'm gonna I'll see the floor to you you can tell me who you think's in and out I'll just say before we get into this there's no fucking way any of those top three seeds in either division falls out of the playoffs they have such a cushion right now. Yeah, because when I yeah, like I dislike so much of the central that I just don't see it happening. Like, yeah, Cal like and probably not Calgary, St. Louis, no, Calgary, dear God, no, or not Calgary, the Pacific. Sorry, I meant team next to them, Nashville, no, <laughs> like it's just not happening. Uh, so my teams, you want my teams that are staying first? Yeah, give me your teams that are staying in the playoffs. Colorado's staying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winnipeg's staying, especially since my it goes against my priors. So Winnipeg's going to find a way to get in there. Like, find a way I, to get in there. Currently solidly yeah. second in the division. Yeah. They're going to squeak in, I think. 26 uh, points. I think that flips. Dallas will be the, the two seed as the season goes along. There's, I think they're just a better team mm-hmm. overall. Um. I think Colorado, once they start getting a little better goaltending and really start to get going, I mean, they're they're one of those teams where, I mean, they're first in their division, so things are going good. But they're also one of those te- teams where, like, even if they're not looking like a ball of chainsaws, you're like, don't worry. It's going to ramp up. They'll be fine. Uh, in the Pacific, I'm of the same mind as you. God, I think this race down the stretch between Vegas and the Kings to be... I'll say it. I think the race between those two teams to be the number one seed in the West is going to be fun as hell. Right now, Vegas is just the more consistent team as far as if you look at the numbers, probably not Vegas, the Kings are. If you look at the numbers, Vegas is just, you know, playing a little bit above what some of their underlying numbers are. So 
I think all the three teams stay in the uh, Pacific. The order just changes. It goes like Kings, Knights, Vancouver. Wild card. Bitches. Uh, St. Louis is out. Seattle. Oh, God. I have no, I don't really have faith either in St. Louis or Seattle. I'll say Seattle since, you know, they took the vibe train to the playoffs last year. They they stay in. So I have, the only team I have coming out of these standings is the Blues. Who do you have replacing the Blues then? That's the harder question. That is. So from the bottom up, St. Louis. I don't know. They could get hot. <laughs> the fight in Bedards. No. Edmonton. No. No, they're not going to turn around. Minnesota, no. Ducks, too far no. behind. Edmonton's way yeah. too far behind at this point. Mm-hmm. And their roster is just not good. Um, outside of two Hart Trophy winners. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, no. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I think the Predators are going to somehow get in. Right? That's my thought, too. I, I'm, I'm of a mind with you. So just to, to go through your standings here. You're saying Dallas, Colorado, Winnipeg, Vegas, Vancouver, Los Angeles, Seattle, Nashville. Yeah, not the exact order, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, those are the eight teams. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm of the same mind with you. Like, I just think this Predators team's got a lot of talent. They have, they're not coasting on the loser point. They have zero loser points. They've won their last four. They have one of the best five goaltenders in the league. Mm-hmm. I think that Nashville makes it. I think that you and I have the same list here. I'm, I'm going same as you. Uh, Dallas... Or to to go, you know, generally the the order: Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg, Vegas, Los Angeles, Vancouver, Seattle, Nashville. I think that I see one team fall out. It's funny because it one it just makes sense because every year I'm like this Nashville team, they're like older, they're stale. Time to start blowing it up and rebuild. And then every year they end up just outside the playoffs, like in the mix down the stretch. Like they refuse to not do it. And this year, once again, it's like Ryan O'Reilly, old vet, Philip, uh, Philippe Forsberg, older, it, you know, it, Roman Yossi. I don't, he's like in his mid to late twenties. I think I'd have to yeah, check. Okay. So never mind. I mean, they have like Tyson Berry on this, line, like Ryan McDonough. They have so many old players on this team. But when you look at the fact that Roman Yossi's 33. Okay. So yeah, he's trending in the, the the older side. I'm not trending. He is on the older side. He's, he's over 30. But when you take in the fact that UC Soros hasn't even, isn't even playing up to snuff yet. Like he gets going. Like this team may not be the most exciting team to watch, but I think they somehow squeak in. Let's see. UC Soros right now, this season has an 894 and a 313 GAA. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that we see Yossi step it up a little bit and Nashville makes the run. And then the official coach of talent alone, Andrew no. Burnett. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. That's the uh, that's the American Thanksgiving playoffs. We gotta hop off here. Bring Brendan in. Talk some basketball. Uh, real quick, I just want to say, fuck sake, big miss. We should have labeled the teams that we think are gonna fall out turkeys. And secondly, you're a traitor because going into the season, we had a segment, and you were like, "All right, Buffalo Sabers are my my team this season," and. You're a Canucks guy, you bastard. <laughs> I am. I've turned into a Canucks guy. Which is funny, because they joined the league the same year, 1970. Whoa. Let's move All on. All right. Let's go talk about basketball. All right. Welcome back. We're here to talk about basketball. Once again this week, joined by Brendan Lewis. How are you doing this morning, Brendan? I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Mike, still doing good? I'm doing great. 
All right, so the general idea today is I wanted to check in on the in-season tournament, just get everyone's temperature on it, and then we're going to do real or fake in the West like we did with the East last week. Uh, real quick, though, we do have to touch on this. N not much more to say right now, but wouldn't be doing our due diligence if we didn't talk about it. Josh Giddy right now has some accusations that have come up against him. There's not really more details. As far as we know, the accusations are that he had an inappropriate relationship with someone who was underaged. Currently, the NBA has launched an investigation into it, and both Mark Dagnall, the coach, and Josh Giddy himself have refused to comment on it. So we don't have any more details, but it is a story that's currently in the works that if you're going to talk about basketball, you got to talk about it right now. With that being said, as there's no other analysis to do right now, talking about the in-season tournament real quick. Currently, as we have it, the Pacers have clinched a spot and in the East, and the Lakers have clinched a spot in the West. Now, as far as I know, those are the only two teams who have fully clinched a spot right now. Pistons and Wizards have been eliminated. Orlando is currently 3-1, and one, but they technically haven't clinched a spot yet because if other teams win out, you know, it gets complicated. And then in the West, the Spurs and OKC are eliminated, and it gets weird in West Group C. If Sacramento loses to Golden State and Minnesota loses to OKC, Golden State makes the tournament. It's basically how it works right now in that group. If Sacramento wins, they make it. If Sacramento loses and Minnesota wins, it gets complicated with tiebreakers, but that's that's the state of things now. Uh, in the wild card, currently, the Knicks clinch if they beat Charlotte. Phoenix is in on point differential. They're plus, a 30, plus 34. That one comes down to point differential. Golden State, Minnesota, and Houston can all get in with a win and a bigger point differential, but it'll be hard because, like I said, Phoenix is plus 34 on the point differential. Let me get you guys' temperature. Couple weeks in now, still liking the in-season tournament, still having a good time with it. Let's start with you, Brendan. Yeah, I like it. I think it's solid. It's uh, it's a little cutthroat. Just in the last week, a bunch of teams got eliminated real quick. Um, not sure how I feel about the point differential system, but I guess we'll see how that plays out. Um, was Tuesday the last day for the in-season tournament? Yeah, because it's always like Tuesday and Fridays, so yeah, it's got to be Tuesday. Yeah. So I, I still like it. I think it's fun. All the games I've watched have been great. Like that Knicks game was fun. <laughs> yeah, Mike was texting me about the Knicks game at 9 o'clock my time last night. Mike, let me get uh, let me get your thoughts on it. How are you feeling about the in-season tournament? You were the detractor going into this, so. Yeah, I was the detractor on how they just, like, play all the games. So, so <laughs> sequentially, not sequentially. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's been fun, except for the ugly courts. Yeah, Knicks, big comeback last night while Julius Randle st stood in the corner twiddling his thumbs, uh, which is which tracks. But no, it's been fun. It, looking, looking forward to seeing how much teams try. It is phenomenal how they opened the tournament with maybe the four ugliest courts in the whole tournament, and the rest of them have been, like, shades of okay. Like, they opened the tournament with a bunch of, like, electric blue and fire red courts. And then all the other courts yeah. are like, yeah, it's kind of like a, you know, grayish blue. It looks 30% different than an NBA court. Yeah, like, uh, I kind of wish they would have been more consistent with how bold all the courts are. Because, like, you look at the Warriors court, it's just brown. And then there's a yellow line through the middle of it. Yeah, Minnesota's court is, like, gray-blue. It just kind of looks like a YMCA court. Which, no complaints for me, it's not committing any kind of atrocities on my retinas the way that OKC's court does. It's a special court. It's a special court. The OKC court should go in the Hall of Fame as the worst court ever designed. Yep. I agree. 
So yeah, I, I I'm I'm kind of with you on that, Brendan. Uh, we'll see how the the point differential thing levies out. It's completely out of contest in the West right now. It seems like Phoenix. It's Phoenix's to lose. They're yeah. they're plus thirty four points. I think the second highest point differential right now in that group is Houston at plus sixteen. So probably probably Phoenix is in in the wild card, and it's just a competition for who can win Group C in the West. Yeah. A really big surprise for me is the Rockets. I mean, and the Nuggets. I didn't expect the Nuggets to lose twice. They they lost to the they got whooped by the Rockets last night. Yeah. Um, and then I did they lose to the Pelicans, right? Yeah, I think that there was something going on there, right? Like was that the game Jokic got no, because the game Jokic got tossed from they won. Yeah, that wasn't an in season tournament game. That was just yeah. a normal game. So the refs can do what they want in those games. Yeah, <laughs> I I went ahead and uh, cashed out that Denver Nuggets in season tournament winner bet I I placed over the summer. Yeah, how much did you uh, <laughs> how much did you get back on that one there, Mike? Bet eleven, only got nine back, but I wasn't feeling great. Still got nine. Nuggets got eliminated, so yeah, I yeah. didn't even make it to the um, knockout round. Smart call, smart call. Yeah, we'll we'll probably talk more about the in season tournament come next week because we'll I think have. I don't know when the knockout round starts. I have to pull up the schedule, but we'll definitely be through the group stage come next Baski. So we'll uh, we'll talk more about it then. But to keep to keep the train rolling forward, I think that we have a lot to talk about. Let's uh, let's move on here to the West, real or fake. Before we get started, I would personally and professionally like to thank the LA Clippers for losing one sixteen to one hundred six last night to the New Orleans Pelicans. Because now we don't have to talk about the Clippers. And I don't know about you guys, but I've talked about the Clippers enough to start the season so far. I've shit on the Clippers a lot, so I'm happy. Yeah, I'm ready to move on. That bumps the Warriors up into the 10th seed, which means that they are going to be part of our conversation today. And we just don't have to talk about James Harden and Russell Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And of course, the MVP of the team, Ivan Zubots, at all today. We can just move on past the Clippers. All good to go. All right. Anyone who listened last week knows how this works, but in case you missed it, basically what we're going to do is we're going to go through the seeds in the West, 1 to 10, everyone who is currently in the playoffs or the play-in. I'll set them up, and you guys tell me if they are real or fake as a status as a contender for the NBA title this season. I'm sure that I'm going to get my feelings hurt during this conversation, so we might as well rip the Band-Aid off to start. Mike, we're going to go to you first here. Timberwolves, currently 11-4, and four, la- lost last night to the Sacramento Kings in an in-season tournament game, plus 904 net rating. Mike, Timberwolves, real or fake? Part of me hates that this is a real or fake conversation for the title. But even with that said, do you think I'm, bet- do you think I'm betting against Nas Reed? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I, I, I won't shut up about some of your weird role in depth players on this team that I really like. Anthony Edwards is a monster. I think we're, I think we're back to like really good cat. Oh yeah, he's been he's he's one of fifteen players. It might be maybe it's less than that, but he he's one of of only a few players that are currently sitting at eighty five, the eighty fifth percentile or higher in both offensive rating and defensive rating. He's yeah, been, well, he's been rolling, man. The only thing about him is. In our futures pod, I did say he'd average 10 boards a year, and he's currently at nine, so I'm going to need him to pump those numbers up a little bit. You are hitting your Halliburton bet, though. He's leading the league in assists still. Yeah, but so 
uh, maybe I'm, I'm I'm a little Anthony Edwards and Nas Reed pilled, but I'm calling them real. Calling them real. Love to hear it. Love to hear it start it off. Uh, Brendan, same question to you. Timberwolves, real or fake as contenders? I think they're fake. I knew I was going to get my feelings hurt. Yeah, I'm I knew sorry. Oh, well. I, my reasoning for this is I don't trust Chris Finch yet. Um, I don't. This I think this is going to be a real learning experience for that for that whole team, because uh, in the playoffs come, you're going to see an expansion of a lot of playbooks. There'll be a lot of really smart players they're playing against. I think Rudy and Cat are going to get schooled again. I don't think Ant's going to play bad. I think like Ant goes cold. It's not the worst thing in the world, but when Ant goes cold, it's not good. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who they play. Um, I think if they play someone like. The Lakers, I think that's not going to be a good series for them because it's got a. I mean, you got LeBron on there, and you got. I I like the Lakers. I think they're a smart team. Um, but I think if they play a smarter and an older team, then I think they're out. I think if they play a younger team like the Thunder, then they can keep going. But I don't see them winning a chip. Yeah, I I'm prone to agree with you. Teams like the Lakers are going to be hard, not just because it's it's a veteran wily team but because they have a lot of size which is that's the Timberwolves entire strength they can beat you with size that's why OKC is not a very good matchup or that's why the Timberwolves are not a very good matchup for OKC right now because okay OKC just cannot score at all in the paint against the Timberwolves uh it's worth noting the Timberwolves have up until last night had by far the lowest opponent three-point shooting percentage and some of that's luck some of that will obviously come back down to earth but they've been defending the perimeter a lot better than I expected yeah. going into the season, given the fact that their biggest defensive piece is Rudy Gobert, who is anchored to the paint. But Cat's been playing well defensively. Before his injury, Jaden McDaniels has been playing excellent on the perimeter. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, another lengthy guy, has been playing great defensively. Ant's been locked in defensively. And then you just have some guys that you really like from an intelligence perspective in, in Mike Conley and Kyle Anderson. So... I don't like I I'm I agree with you guys, right? Like it sucks that the whoever set this up to be real or fake as a contender, whatever idiot decided that was the parameter. It's hard to make the argument for the Timberwolves as a real contender because we haven't seen it before. But they're definitely yeah. a legit team. This isn't all just yeah. pure dumb luck through fifteen games. Yeah, I think it's just gonna see I think it's dependent on cat. I don't think it's so much. To, you, you know what you're going to get with Rudy in the playoffs. Like if he goes to the perimeter, he's going to get burned. So, but if you have Cat on the floor, you don't have to worry about that as much. Yeah, and Cat's been playing probably his best defensive season in his career so far. And it's only 15 yeah. games in. It's too soon to say that Cat's going to go down as right now he looks like an whole defense guy. It's definitely too soon to say that. But if he's able to sustain defensive play like that, and you can survive when teams play Rudy off the court in the playoffs that's a different conversation yeah. but for now unproven team currently at the top of the standings we'll see you know long way to go all right next up starting off with you Brendan the Oklahoma City Thunder 11 and 4 plus 7.93 net rating I feel like Brendan I already know your answer on this but if you want to go ahead and uh shit talk Chet Holmgren hitting the turnaround jumper to send the over the game to overtime against the Warriors feel free to Hey man, Chet Holmgren's my rookie of the year so far by a long shot. Go. Uh, that's that's a question I wanted to talk about after that. We'll we'll yeah go through if they're real or fake, but after that I do want to talk about who the rookie yeah. of the year is right now. I think the Thunder are fake. I oh man, Th and I think this gets more complex with what's going on with Josh Giddy. Uh, that's a shit show. 
That sucks. I hope none of that's real. But as a team, again, they're really young. Um, I like Shea. I don't love Shea. Um, I think he's solid. But, again, I don't know. Like, they let up a lot of points every game. Like, they're... They're they're very much like uh if they're rolling they're rolling but if they're not rolling it seems like they just make a lot of mistakes and they seem a little mentally susceptible and they're still so young I mean their top they're three players young. in yeah. points right now are Shea Gildas Alexander twenty five Jalen Williams twenty two Chet Holmgren twenty one and then even four Lou Dort twenty four five Josh Giddy twenty one Carson Wallace twenty I mean it's an insanely young team uh, their yeah. oldest player is Bertans who's plays a, a wily 10 minutes a game right now. I'm sorry, zero nine minutes. minutes a game. He should get zero minutes. Yes, he should get zero minutes. Uh, yeah, I, the, the team can get bullied. You know, they're, they're defensive centerpiece. Their guy is supposed to hold down the paint is Chet Holmgren, who I think I have more muscle mass than professional athlete Chet Holmgren. And that's not a great sign. I think that I want to, I want to touch on something here. You're not a big Shea guy. I think you and I come from the same school of thought, and it's just because entirely of, of watching, in my, my personal opinion, watching the Russell Westbrook peak. I'm not in, like, it, it takes so much more for me to overcome this. I'm not in on guards that can't shoot jumpers. He can shoot a good jumper. He's, he shoots less than four threes a game. He's 35%, uh, 57 from two. So he's, he can shoot a yeah, two-point solid. range. Yeah, yeah that's he's, very solid. He's not, he's not a big three guy. I guess is my complaint. My thing with Shea is that when the playoffs come around, when that physicality is allowed, I don't know what that's going to be like for him because he gets a lot of calls. He does. Uh, Seven free throws attempts per game. Yeah. Seven. uh, Yeah. Seven isn't too much. That's all right. That's solid. Yeah. He's not. He knows how to to work the whistle if he wants to. Mm -hmm. All right, Mike, same question to you. Oklahoma city thunder, real or fake? Leading into this, I thought about just, you know, living the gimmick and saying they're real. But unfortunately, I got to be realistic. I do think Chad Holmgren's rookie of the year. I'm planting my flag right now on that. Did you know he has a uh, 14.6 player impact estimate? I don't know what the hell that is or if that's good or not, but he has one. Uh, I watched Wemby get just packed by Gary Payton last night ruined ended his rookie of the year odds i think it's over um but i I won't drone on i've been on record in past podcasts but how much i love this okc team but they are young and defensively there's a lot of questions you know it will be interesting in the playoffs to see how shea can do once that intensity ramps up but i unfortunately have to go fake yeah so let's open let's open it up uh back to you brennan who's right now rookie of the year chet holmgren how close do you think it is between Chet oh. and Wimby. Oh, I think it's really close. Uh, I mean, like, v- Victor Wembanyama is great. I don't know if you guys watched the Warriors game last night. He's a he's a great player. Like, he's super fun to watch. Um, but I just think Chet Holmgren has just... I mean, they've been winning games, so I think that helps his favor for Rookie of the Year. Maybe if the Spurs are winning games, then, yeah, maybe you could be... Yeah, Wembanyama for sure. But uh, I mean, that turn away three that he had or that step back three that he had against the Warriors is kind of 
living in my head. So, <laughs> yeah, Wimby kind of starts to fall into the the old Rudy Gobert argument, where it's hard to think of what his impact is because a lot of what Wimby's doing right now is dissuading people from driving into the paint. Because it's just like you get in there, you try to get a layup against Wimby, and it's just his reach is, goes on forever, man. Yeah. And you're right, like Chet has a couple of highlight plays. Like he has that turnaround three to send the game to overtime. He has the team success. And both those things, even maybe if they shouldn't, but they do weigh a lot into the rookie of the year case. Yeah. Currently on FanDuel, Wimbayama, still the favorite, minus 185. Chet Holmgren, plus 135. I'm going to throw it out to both of you guys. We'll start here with Mike. Mike, let me let me hear your best guess. Who's currently third place in that race? Brendan, swoop in and help me out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brendan, let's go ahead, save. It's got to be Esther Thompson. It is a Sir Thompson, currently at plus 550. Yeah, he's great. Or, sorry, 5,500. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's... Is he the best player on the Pistons right now? I love his defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, not, can I ask? not huge success out of, the, out of Detroit. What's up? Can I ask a question? No. I'm going to ask him anyway. Um... What record do you think Wemby would have to get the Spurs to for him to like just lock up minus 500 game over rookie of the year? 35 wins? Because he just yeah. came with such an advantage. I was kind of thinking 30, 35, because that roster is just not, not great. <laughs> no, and they've been having Sohan run point still, and it's looked uh, yeah. terrible. Uh, all right, well... That's uh, definitely enough to talk about San Antonio, as they're not even in the top 10 right now, and we're 20 minutes into a 45-minute segment, and we've talked about two teams. Uh, all right, Mike, next to you, everyone's favorite team, the Dallas Mavericks. 10-5, and five plus 0 0.58 net rating. Mike, Dallas Mavericks, real or fake? This is another team I was a big supporter of when we did like our, our futures and prediction season prediction props um god really should switch this game up to just be is their record real or fake shouldn't we yeah <laughs> uh i know because you're talking title contender i don't know I mean, the defensively there's so many questions around this team i am a fan of Derek lively though That's don't it. don't steal my spot all right <laughs> listen you can have okc if you want you can have all okay. the chet holmgren love if you want i'm the Derek lively guy i've been the Derek lively guy you don't get to take that from me <laughs> fucking ridiculous I think because I want to see, I'm going to lie to myself because I want to see Doncic make a deep run into the playoffs. Very bad. I'm going to call totally missed the playoffs last year. Yeah. 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 All right, Brendan, to you. Dallas Mavericks, real or fake? Uh, they're fake for me. No, they're not. It's just fake. <laughs> just fake. Is this, uh, is this a trade piece candidate team? Is this someone that we should expect to make a, a deadline move? I don't think they'll make a move this year. I think maybe next year they make a move. They are currently, by the way, sitting at a 118.40 defensive rating as eighth worst in the NBA and by far the worst team in the playoff picture in the West right now. Hmm. I mean, I love me some Seth Curry and I love I love <laughs> that they got him back. Uh, I, I like Grant Williams. I think Grant Williams is solid. Yeah, that's a good piece for them. Um, but I'm not. Yeah, besides Derek Lively. Like. She's not a huge believer of that roster. And also Jason Kidd's your coach. Yeah. The Jason so, Kidd thing doesn't work for me. No. Yeah, I'm out on the on the Mavs, unfortunately. I love I love Luca, but 
I'm out. Yeah, I, I, you know, every year we, we at some point we have to have the conversation of who's the the all star caliber player who's going to force their way out. And I think that right now the number one seed for that is still Zion, if you consider him even to be an all star caliber player at this point. But oh, yeah. Zion seems wildly unhappy in New Orleans. I think we could see him demand a trade to, of course, Mike's New York Knicks. Not even an expression for that. I did, I did to wait. I need to say something. I'm, I'm thinking it. Will they take Randall back? Can we make this happen? That, I didn't think that's what you got to make the contracts work, right? You got to get get us in Randall. Randall Just and 400 one one. picks. <laughs> one for one. Listen, Randall, Randall broke out that second time in his career in New Orleans. I think that, you know, it's just a good fit. How many breakouts does a player need to have, like career resurgence, before it becomes a concern? Randall should have won most improved player like three different times, and it was just because he had dog shit years followed by really good years. All right, Brendan, leading off with you here. Phoenix Suns, 10 and 6, minus 0.14 net rating. Phoenix Suns, real or fake? I think they're real. Yeah. I mean, what are they scoring? Like, what's their volume per 100 minutes? Like 130 points with just Booker and KD on the floor. And then you put Beal out there. What's going to happen? I mean, their defense is. I like Booker a lot. I mean, Booker is really, really solid. Um, yeah, I think I think they're real. I mean, I'm not going to count KD out, and I'm I'm at the point where I'm not going to count Booker out. We'll see what Beal does with that team, but I like them. I think they're solid. Like Josh Okoge works really hard. Um, big uh, so does Nasir yeah. Little. Like that dude is a hype man off the bench. He's solid. I mean, he's okay, but he's he's solid. He works hard. I think he's a good yeah. guy to have on the team. There's there's definitely some pieces I like down the lineup here. Guys guys that aren't starter caliber, even though some of them are starting occasional games. But Josh Kogi, I like Kata Bates Diop. That's just Timberwolves bias because we drafted him. Um, like you said, we've we've seen nothing from Beal. Nurkic isn't going to stay healthy for the whole time. I don't know how much of a loss it's going to be when you inevitably get eight to nine games in a row without use of Nurkic. He's just not. He's not a guy you want as your starting center on a title contender. My big concern with Phoenix is, well, my two big concerns. One, their top two point scorers, like you just mentioned, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, 31.4 points and 29.6 points, respectively. Their third point score right now is Grayson Allen at 11.9. I mean, they need Beal back. Yeah, but Grayson Allen's a little little underappreciated. I mean, I don't love Grayson Allen as an individual, but I think like what he brings to the court is, is pretty solid. Duke's own. Uh, my other concern with them is can you compete for an NBA title now? Just shooting mid range jumpers. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. That's your answer, folks. Mike to you, Phoenix suns, real or fake. Tough to say, like, no, not, not really tough to say. But without like Durant, Booker, and Beal being able to play, have haven't played a lot together this season. It, there's certain things it's tough to kind of like make an opinion on. But no, I mean Durant, Booker. It's tough to bet against a team that has those two guys on it. And then plus we'll see what Beal looks like. I'm gonna go ahead and jump in on the, the Grayson Allen somewhat love a little bit. The most hated man in Blue Devils history, next to like Christian Leitner, <laughs> JJ Redick. People hate uh, JJ Redick. I don't know. They used to. Yeah, uh, Richard Jefferson hates him. I know that. That's right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he shoots like not a crazy amount, but five threes a game, and he's at like forty-seven point five percent. So I mean, that's some nice bench scoring. Yeah, they're they're definitely real. 
Uh, he's played. He started all 16 games for them. Just to to correct. Not much bench scoring coming. Yeah, from not the, much bench scoring. Yeah. Well, um, I know that my entire role in this is to host and stay agnostic, but I can't keep my mouth shut on this one. Phoenix is a fake contender. I'm not buying no. into it. Listen, I love Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant is maybe one of my top 10 all-time players. I love Devin Booker. Devin Booker is just energy guy, gets better every year. Went from being a good stats, bad team guy, all the way up to being a good stats, good team. This guy's an all-NBA caliber player guy. I don't believe in a team in 2023-2024 that shoots so few three-pointers as being a contender for the NBA championship. Because if they're, they're going to be in games, in series, late in the Western Conference, if they're able to make it, where they're going to be answering three-point attempts with two-point attempts, and they're just not going to be able to hold their water, even with high-quality two-point shot makers like Durant and Booker. Yeah, but if it's consistent, like, you know, it's going to work. They'd have to shoot over 50% from two as a team and have the other team shoot under 33% from three as a team to keep pace. Yeah, very possible. It, it's, a, it's a hefty ask, I think. I think to do that, I, I just don't see them being able to win a seven-game series are, against some of the better teams in the West. Are you saying you don't believe in Yusef Nurkic? <laughs> I, I'll open every conversation. Like, I'll talk to people that don't know about basketball, and I'll start it with, I don't believe in Yusef Nurkic. I'll be like, hey, uh, welcome to McDonald's. Hey, I don't believe in Yusef Nurkic. Can I get a number one no cheese? Dude, I've, I've been on the bandwagon for the Trailblazers trading that man for about six years now, and they traded him way too late. For DeAndre Ayton. Should have traded him after that Western Conference Finals run. All right, yeah. Mike, to you. All the way at number five currently, kind of slumping, but Denver Nuggets, 10 and six, plus 4.99 net rating. Mike, Denver Nuggets, real or fake? They have the greatest player in the West? Yeah. Maybe the NBA. I mean, all right, we'll say like top three if you want to be Simmons Ian and nitpick things. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't think you can bet against this team. It's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it's pretty similar to last year's roster, isn't it? Where they lose like Bruce Brown? Bruce Brown. It's a huge loss, but yeah. Yeah. Um, not good, Sergio. Yeah, hard hard point on that. Uh, Brendan, do you Denver Nuggets real or fake? Yeah, absolutely real. Yeah, not much, not much more to say. Um, yeah. they're getting so once again somehow. I don't know what it is with this team, but they're getting like good play out of rookies that they got in the second round. Yeah, which they're just they're able to just pull out of their ass every single year with uh Julianne Straw with her being it looks like a hit um and then some other some other depth guys that you just have to like christian brown who kind of came on during the playoffs has been playing really well zeke nashi who's third year in the league he's been playing well um they bring in reggie jackson who's been starting in place of injured uh 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 maple jordan not maple jordan that's uh <laughs> that's wiggins baby that's wiggins um underrated pickup by the way reggie jackson reggie jackson yeah, yeah. 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 And he's he's good yeah, Jamal Murray was the name I was searching for. Uh, yeah. But Reggie Jackson's been great in the starting lineup. And of course, like, like Mike said, I'm not betting against Nikolai Jokic for another five, six years. We'll, we'll see how long it takes for his skill set to change in some way or for him to decide he'd rather go hang out with his horses and his farm overseas than play in yeah. the NBA. But for now, hard bet on Nikolai Jokic every season he's in the NBA. 
All right, Brendan, next to you, your your favorite team, the Sacramento Kings, 9 and 6, negative 1.87 net rating. Brendan, Sacramento Kings real or fake? Fake. <laughs> no notes, just fake. I love Mike Brown. I love De'Aaron Fox. That's where it ends for me. I like Keegan Murray too. De'Aaron Fox is my Shea Gildas Alexander for you, where I just I refuse to buy in despite him scoring 30 points a game two seasons in a row yep. because he's all athlete and not clutch. not much of a not much of a shooter clutch. Yeah, he won the clutch award last year right yeah he's a great player man he i've been it's another player that ian and i have been on for years and i'm glad it's all paid off going back to his draft class i was convinced malik monk was gonna be a better player than him well now they're on the same team now they're on the same team just like in college yeah i like the not- kings i just don't I don't think, like, Sabonis is your second guy. Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, Sabonis is your second guy, and Sabonis is your, your starting center on a title contender. Both of those are, are scary propositions. Um, no, uh, no Harrison Barnes thoughts there, Brendan? Somehow still in the league and on the Kings? Yeah, you know my thoughts on Harrison <laughs> Barnes. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I have I have nothing for Harrison Barnes. He can... Go to China for all I care. <laughs> all right, Mike. Sacramento Kings, real or fake? Yeah, there's like aspects about the Kings that are fun, like De'Aaron Fox. I do agree that Sabonis shouldn't be like your number two guy. That's not not a great situation to be in. I jumped on their the train a little bit last year just because they were like that bad team that went on a little bit of a run. You know, jump on the vibe train, kind of dig it. But now they're they're fake. I real I do want to point out real quick. I don't know why Javal McGee is one of those weird players that I always have like a special place in my heart for, and I can't explain it. Yeah, it's really annoying. Last night he hit two different clutch threes to kind of seal the win over uh, the Timberwolves. Yeah. By the way, the, yeah, the Aaron Fox is shooting thirty-seven percent from three this season. I know. I pulled it up and I was like, "Fuck me!" Being the guy that says De'Aaron Fox can't hit threes and he's shooting well above league average from three on and not he's not improved. a small amount, taking eight point six threes a game. Yeah. Yeah, might might be time for me to wave the white flag on the actually deer and Fox's bad train. Dude, solid player. Also, this team, the Kings, sneaky old team. You don't think of them as that old, but outside of Keegan Murray, they don't really have anyone who's getting minutes who's all that young. They're all, I mean, they're all like prime age, but it's like everyone's 25 to 30 on that team, except JaVale McGee, um, who's 56. Shit, what's their, uh, what's their backup point? Uh, what's his name? We passed him up in the draft. Davion Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Davion Mitchell is solid too. Yeah, he's having he's having a pretty good season uh, mm-hmm. offensively compared to to where he was last year. I mean, for only four point eight points, uh, but he's yeah. a defensive stalwart and he's hitting a lot of shots. Yep. Also, Chris Duarte. Who doesn't love some Chris Duarte? You know. Um, all right. Next up, this one to Mike, the Houston Rockets. I accidentally hit my back button. Allow me a second to get back to my my numbers here. Houston Rockets, 8-6, and six, plus 3.01 net rating currently. Mike, Houston Rockets, real? Remember when there was a thought that they may bring James Harden home? <laughs> yeah. And Ime Odoka was like, fuck that. Yeah, that's, that's just funny. I, I mean, this is another... <laughs> it's a weird team. This is a really weird team. I think they're benefiting from some of the better teams in the West start starting a little slow. So definitely going to, going to go ahead and call them fake 
they do have like the the other Tom the other Thompson, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green. I've always been a a Freddie Van Fleet guy, but despite that, now this team's definitely definitely fake. You have been a Freddie Van Fleet guy, even though they overpaid for him. I do like him, uh, but they did. Kind of like Derek Lively. I can't take FVV away from you. You've always been you've always been on the FVV train. Uh, Brendan, Houston Rockets, real or fake? Fake man. <laughs> Uh, besides Schengen, that's, that's, that's the only player on that team that I, that I really like. Yeah. I'm, I'm not there with Jalen Green. There's, there's some people that really like him as a scorer. I think that he, he's kind of in the James Harden. He's like worst James Harden mold, or you could even say Luca or whoever you want, where when he gets the ball, he just dribbles the fucking air out of it. It's not going anywhere. He's not going to swing pass it out. He's going to, as soon as the ball touches Jalen Green's hands, he's going for the basket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know, they do have Bob on, so maybe yeah. I, maybe they are real. Getting uh, a earth-shattering 6.7 minutes a game right now. Do you have a thought there, Mike? Yeah, it's kind of funny that like you give Houston <clears throat> credit for not doing that that Harden deal and then but also on the flip side, they gave that stupid contract to Dylan Brooks. Yeah, gave a lot of money to Dylan Brooks. Who's, yeah. you know, mind you, started off the season hotter than he finished last season cuz he's taking less fucking shots. But yeah. still, Dylan Brooks for like what, f- like twenty two million a year, or something like they that. Just, they just had to spend some money. But on Dylan Brooks, yeah. I mean, he'll be a, he'll be a good trade piece. I mean, I don't like Dylan Brooks either, but like he's been solid this year, and he's he's got a lot to prove after all the stuff that happened in Memphis. So he'll be a good trade piece if they want to trade him away. Yeah, there's a thought. How many losses yeah. is Memphis away from giving Houston a call to see if they can trade for Dylan Brooks? They're not going to ask. Dylan Brooks won't go back there. Ever. No, no. I mean, yeah. And Houston yeah. would. I don't think Houston would do that to him. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Memphis can get. I don't know Cam Whitmore. Nothing. Not a lot of Cam Whitmore love. Jabari Smith Jr. Jay Sean Tate. Nothing. I think I threw. I think I gave like some nice comments about the Cam Whitmore pick coming out of the draft. I'm sure you did. You know, I sounds like something that you'd be into for some reason. <laughs> yeah, for some weird reason. <laughs> All right, next up. Man, this is just working out perfectly with who gets to go first on these. Brendan, to you. The Los Angeles Lakers, 9-7, and seven, minus 1.27 net rating. Los Angeles Lakers, real or fake? By the way, only team in the West who have punched their ticket to the in-season tournament knockout round. Yeah, yeah, I think the Lakers are real. Don't love their guards, but I do love LeBron. And when AD decides to play, then they're great. Yeah, prone to agree with you there. Kind of similar to the entire argument I made for Denver being that I'm not betting against Jokic. I'm still not to the point where I'm betting against LeBron. He's still uh, quite good at basketball, some would say. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> what do you think? LeBron, by the end of his career, top 50 player all time? I think like top 100, yeah. Yeah. Make, make an NBA 100 list at some point. Uh, team's, team's also just absolutely right to make a trade at some point. You know, they're letting D'Angelo yeah. Russell take whatever shot he wants to boost his numbers so they can flip him to, like, Indiana or something at the trade deadline. Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> <laughs> Not fair. Man, if Not if fair. Halliburton gets traded twice in his career at any point, what are we fucking doing? That'd be tragic. Here? Be tragic. All right, my question to you. Los Angeles Lakers, real or fake? Hell yeah, real. I was loving on this Lakers team going into the season. You I guys think- are, are way more judicious with your reels in the west than you were in the east yeah 
I like the list. I, um, I mean, they have former Minnesota bench guy that I fell in love with, Torian Prince. So obviously I can't bet against him. <laughs> and I do think they did a good job of being like the the pick cupboard isn't is pretty bare. But let's just stack up on a bunch of players that maybe we can move at the deadline to get someone else. Yeah, uh, Austin Reeves has started playing a little bit better too, and that's helped them a ton in recent weeks. Oh man, are you guys both drinking C4s? No, no. Ghost. Oh, oh but God. you guys are both you're drinking the same ghost? one, whatever. Oh yeah, I'm drinking Ghost. I don't know what you're drinking. Nice. That's fucking sick. Look at that. Oh. Sponsorship out here. <laughs> quick, One more quick point I had about the uh, the the Lakers. Everyone, Jackson that. Hayes. I uh, didn't know this, but man's played one game for 4.1 minutes, and his name is Alex Fudge. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who Alex Fudge is. I'll be honest. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, uh, not much else to say. You know, their their entire gimmick coming into the season was that they had LeBron and AD, and then their three through ten should be able on any given night to go off and be the third scorer on the team. Haven't really seen that quite to fruition the way we thought. Austin Reeves has come on a little bit more. Torian Prince uh, has not been shooting the ball as well as they hoped. D'Lo is taking his volume shots. Gabe Vincent hasn't been as good. Cam Reddish hasn't been as good. Rui Hachimura hasn't been as good. I'm sure people out there will defend Christian Woods. But the, the team hasn't quite lived up to what, what we expected coming into the season, yet they're still eighth in the West, and I think we easily see them move up once some of their, their deeper guys get cooking a little bit. All right, Mike, to you. Coming in, number nine on the list, New Orleans Pelicans, eight and seven, minus 0 0.3 net rating. New Orleans Pelicans, real or fake? Fake. Bold. Brandon Ingram played like trash. Cost America in the World Basketball Championship. And I'll never, he's a traitor. I'll never forgive him. Uh, Zion playing better this year, for sure. Probably because he's actually playing. That That's a big part of playing yeah. better, is you have to be on the court. <laughs> In order to do that, I do. Even though I don't think he's living up to expectations coming out of the draft, I would still love to have him in New York. <laughs> I've, I yeah, will never let go of the fact that we got fucked in that lottery. Is he the number one pick right now on the board for guys who just need a change of scenery? Like, could you yeah. see Zion being a third team All-NBA guy on a different team right now? I think he'd be second, first team if he was given, if he was able to play <clears throat> all 82 games, I think he's a first or second team All-NBA player. So, apologies to Herbert Jones, but the Pelicans are very big. <laughs> My favorite part about the Pelicans is that they have a tall white guy on their team named Matt Ryan. <laughs> all right, Brendan, question to you. New Orleans Pelicans, real or fake? They're fake. It's a mess. Yeah, they kind of similar to they were like the Lakers two seasons ago where they had like depth guys that you thought were going to do something for them. And it just turns out eh, not much like Jose Alvarado, Larry Nance Jr. Those guys are supposed to be high minutes rotation level guys. And now they're getting buried on the bench. They're, you know, not even playing every game right now. They've gotten pushed out of the lineup by guys like Dyson Daniel, Matt Ryan, Najee Marshall. Um, I would say I like the top four on this team, even though CJ McCollum hasn't, hasn't been 
playing. He's been hurt. But McCollum, Ingram, Williamson, Herb Jones. I like those four guys. I think that if they had more more depth, players that they could play deeper on the bench. Like even if Valentunas was playing like he was a few years ago, this team would be more competitive. But no, I mean they just they in a, in a loaded West with a lot of really good teams. They don't have the the bullets in their gun to compete. All right, Brendan, number ten and final on the list to you. Golden State Warriors may, snuck in last night with a win and a loss by the Clippers. <laughs> Currently sitting at eight and nine plus zero point one net rating. Golden State Warriors, real or fake, Brendan? Real. I mean, you can't you can't count them out. Draymond's played like a quarter of their total minutes that's been played by the Warriors. Uh, Clay is starting to play better. So is Wiggins. So I think until we see them at full strength, uh, for me, I'm not counting them out until until we're you know halfway through the season. Then maybe maybe we'll be able to talk about them. Yeah, they're top three in minutes per game right now. 35-year-old Steph Curry, 33-year-old Klay Thompson, 38-year-old Chris Paul. Yeah. Gonna, gonna be a little worried about some of those guys breaking down. Steph's already missed a few games. Clay's missed a game. Chris Paul somehow going perfect. 17 for 17 on the season so far. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not worried about health. Um, I like the medical staff on the Warriors is really, really solid. So I'm, I'm really not worried about it. Um, if a guy goes down, it's for a good reason, and they're going to come back for the playoffs. You know, I knew going in to talking about real versus fake that Brendan was going to call the Timberwolves fake and the Golden State Warriors real, but it still yeah. still surprised me a little bit going in hearing it out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah nice there's, there's definitely an argument to be made that to not count out Steph Curry the way you're not counting out Jokic or, or LeBron. But my man has to pull everything out of his bag to keep them in these games right now, even as the, the rest of the staff improves. 35 last night to, to come back and, and win against San Antonio. 29.7 on the season. Currently, once again, just doing complete Steph bullshit, shooting 48, 44, 93 splits. Just unreal. I mean, there's I, I was listening to a, a conversation, I think, on the J.J. Redick podcast where they were talking about how there's two definitive top 10 all-time players in the NBA right now, and it's LeBron and Steph, and I don't think there's any argument to be made against that. All right, Mike, same question to you. Golden State Warriors, real or fake? Yeah, you touched on it the same way. Like Denver, I'm never counting out a team of Joker, and or like a LeBron or like a Durant. And I ain't doing it here with Steph Curry. It, it's unreal how in, in some games he just pulls this team along. Um, I really like how they've used Chris Paul. I think that's worked out well. And I I keep thinking back to the last time they won a championship. I didn't really take them serious going into that playoffs. And then Steve Kerr somehow like got Wiggins to become like a monster off the boards and like play defense, unless I'm misremembering that. Uh, And it just worked out so well. So yeah, absolutely. Warriors, Warriors are real. I just can't believe, (laughs) you know, (laughs) the one, two and three seat currently in the West, you guys called fake. And then both of you agreed on the eight and ten seed being real. No, I I was nice. <laughs> and I called Denver. The, yeah, I called the T Wolves and the Warriors real. <laughs> Look at you, just being judicious yeah. out here, just being yeah. kind to to your friends, friends out in this world. Hey, Brendan, as someone who's I assumed watched what like twelve of the seventeen Warriors games, all of them. Okay, I watched all seventeen. Yeah. Uh, just to to run through the. The guys who who aren't starting real quick to to get your yeah. your 
thumbs up, thumbs down on him. Uh, Dario Sars, thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, huge thumbs up. All right. Jonathan Kaminga, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Moses Moody, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Gary Payton, thumbs up, thumbs down. Two thumbs up. Uh, Pod, I'm not even going to take a, a shot at saying his last name all the way through. Pod. He's thumbs pods. Up. Yeah, pods. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs in the middle. All right. And uh, Trace Jackson Davis, thumbs up, thumbs down. He's been struggling with a bit of an injury thing the last few games. So I don't think he's going to fit in with his roster anytime soon. So I'm saying thumbs down for now, but I like him. All right. Well, that's the uh, that's the real and fake in the West. Definitely, definitely had more agreements than we had in the East. So far, based off of these conversations, you can expect another Warriors-Celtics finals this year. You guys got any more thoughts oh, yeah. on the NBA in general? Uh, Mike, you want to you wanna touch on the Knicks real quick who came back and beat the Heat last night and are now in pretty solid position to make the in-season tournament knockout round? No, it was, just, it was fun, like, getting our ass kicked. I, like, guess who, like, quickly comes out and makes a couple big plays to kind of spark the comeback. Josh Hart chips in, and then finally Brunson and Barrett start playing clutch down the stretch. And once again, Julius Randle, like, 5 of 12, not a good game. And I just don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Uh, we got a couple bonus minutes here. You guys, uh, you guys just want to get in some quick MVP talk. Just get some uh, some thoughts on it. I'll read you off the top five. Then I, I want to hear where you guys think of the race so far. Currently, Jokic's in at plus 200. Doncic, plus 550. Embiid, 7-1. to one. Jason Tatum, plus 850. Giannis, 10-1. Shea Gildas-Alexander, 13-1. to one. Brendan, what do you think? Who, who Currently, you think uh, pretty right order there? You, would you change that up at all? Who do you have winning the award? I'd say Giannis is a dark horse right now. Weirdly enough, Giannis is having a phenomenal season. Just yeah, it's just the production. You just don't have the the team success quite yet. Yeah. And um, I mean, they're eleven and five, but it just feels like they've been underperforming, especially defensively. Yeah. Uh, Mike, your thoughts there? Once again, Jokic, Doncic, Embiid, Tatum, Giannis, and Shea Gildas Alexander are your top six in odds. Warms my heart to see Shea Gil in the top five. It really does. Um. I think Doncic, Embiid, Durant. Oh, Durant wasn't in the top five, was he? Um, no, but you can you can throw him in there if you think he deserves a spot. He's currently he's currently seventh. I said Doncic. I meant to say Joker, Embiid, Giannis. They all suffer from the NBA, who's like, oh, you can't give it to him every year. <laughs> like, they already got one. So, I kind of like Luca. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is he ever? He hasn't won one yet. No, obviously, because the Timberwolves haven't had no. a crazy, or the Mavs haven't had a crazy amount of team success. So. I kind of like Luca this year. I don't think he's ever had a top three finish in MVP voting. That can't be right. Because uh, every year he gets close, he gets injured. Yeah, and then last year they missed the playoffs, so there's no way he was top three last year. That's crazy. Yeah, your your top your top three guys right now by odds who have never won an MVP are Doncic, Tatum, and Shea Gill. I think that as much as I love Jason Tatum, there's just something about him that people don't want to vote for MVP for him. I don't know if it's that he's quiet. I don't know if it's like general team success. I don't know if people just don't think that he's like uh, like a, a dog type going to win games player. I don't know what it is, but it's going to yeah. be like he's got to put up insane stats to win MVP, despite what I think being correctly a top five NBA player right now. All right, boys, that's uh, that's Baski. Uh, Mike, you want to hit plugs on the way out? Yeah, as always, every week, check out my on Saturday column. Uh, we're also going to have an on Saturday extra coming up where I talk about how a 12 team playoff is extremely unnecessary. Uh, 
this week because we had games on Friday and Saturday. This week's column, two and zero, my bet so far. People should really start reading if they want to make money. Just saying. Um, other than that, follow me at Soundland Mike. And oh, I'm really starting to rank up the work on the Alexander Ovechkin tankology. So get hyped for that, people. Yeah, and similarly, um, slow content week for me. I was moving, so kind of hard to get stuff up, but. You can catch all of our podcasts. That's the Town Alone Podcast and Baskey. Uh, I post them on my Twitter feed. You can follow me at, at Town Alone Adam. We'll have the League Pass watchability rankings coming out. We had our Survivor Series. Oh, we'll have our Survivor Series predictions article come up probably before this podcast. I just need to get the artwork finished up. We'll turn around and get that uploaded. Keep an eye out beyond that next week for Team Town Alone, League Pass watchability rankings, and more podcasts to come. Uh, you can follow Brendan, obviously, at Brendan MySpace. I just Googled you, Brendan, and it appears you are currently a quarterback for the Nevada Wolf Pack. Go Wolves. Go Wolves. <laughs>